0: On today's podcast, we're going to talk about some strategies for parents who want to raise emotionally stable, emotionally strong children.
1: Right. Um, We just went through this um, scandal about parents clearing the way to get their kids into um, certain kinds of colleges. What do you have to do to get into large bribes being paid and inside... Somebody uh, was
0: just sentenced to the first... The first person was sentenced to a prison sentence, though it was... 29 days yeah three days for you know
1: whatever it was um so there is uh with that as background and uh, people are we're starting a new school year Mm -hmm. and uh people are worried about what's the best thing i can do for my children how can i you know get the biggest advantage what kind of school do i want to put my child in um selecting teachers um helping kids with homework you know how much should i do how much shouldn't i do so it's that time of year where we're we're beginning to um Get, we're halfway through the first grading period, right. and so parents start to get concerned if they right. see those interim reports. So how much support should I give my kids? And how should I raise them? The other question that's always coming up is um, anything about electronic devices. Okay, right. How much time should I allow my children? When should I get them a cell phone? Should I let them have access to the internet? And all those questions right. come up as well. So with that as background, we thought we'd talk about um, this article today by Amy, I think she pronounces her name, Marin. It's M-O-R-I-N. Yes. Okay. And she talks about raising emotionally strong children. Right. We can use grit or resilience or strength, but that's what she focuses right. on in this article. What's what's the best way to do it? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it is a little bit different. Some of the things on her list are a little bit different than what we have in our book, um, Handbook right. for Raising Emotionally Healthy Children. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are really good ideas, really good strategies, right. um, good thoughts for parents to have when Know, working with your kids and trying to make some decisions as it right. relates to, um, you know, that's right. Those everyday things. You no, know, we, we wrote we our, our book in
1: about 2011, right? 2012 is when 2012 we published it was first published. Time. We mm-hmm. wrote it in 11; it was published in 12. Things have changed so much mm-hmm. in right? the last seven years that because
0: of electronics, because
1: of ele- mainly because of electronics, but also because of lawnmower parenting right. or snowplow parenting. Um, Clearing the path for your mm-hmm. kids so that good things happen guarantee success and all that sort of stuff So a great deal has changed so we're gonna to have to make those revisions right. uh, when we revise our text yeah. um, And so some of these things are new Absolutely uh, driven by uh, electronic media yeah mm-hmm, and yeah. social media particularly social media
0: absolutely mm-hmm. so let's let's start off with number one What's the first recommendation well she has? there's the, oh you want to do something else well
1: the, she makes this introductory comment Which I thought was really yeah. helpful, right? She said, it's not reading aptitude and soccer skills or athletic right. skills that's going to get your, that's going to make a successful adult. So mm-hmm. That's not where it is. She said, what we have to do instead is we have to work on their emotional and social development. Right. She said, that's where it's going to appear. And in fact, there was a study published in the Journal of uh, American Journal of Public Health mm-hmm. uh, that said social and emotional skills are the best predictors for future success. Right. Now I realize what does she mean by success? Right. Okay and one of the, the the two things that she uses are college will you attend college mm-hmm. and um, employment will you be, will you will you be fully employed by age 25 right so she said the kids who have the best social and emotional skills in kindergarten are the most likely to go to college and to be fully employed by 25 but she warns she said but maybe college isn't the best right. road marker i was just going to say okay yeah because she said 60% of kids who go to college are not emotionally prepared right. for what they're about to encounter. Right. So she said even if you go to college, there's something else going on. Well,
0: here. I was gonna say, I think, it, I think that's right at the same statistic for um, the number of students who don't graduate uh, from college within the four to right. six years after right. enrollment. So, mm. um, you know, 60% of students go to college and of those 60%, only 60% of them that's um, right are even finishing so, so it's
1: not just going to college right. okay because the college students themselves are saying i don't feel emotionally prepared right. for for what i'm encountering right here. okay yeah so, so
0: but that's a good point because i think that a lot of parents will focus on one of these particular aptitudes one right. of these particular domains whether mm-hmm. it's athletics or even, even academics to some extent right. you know, they focus so heavily on those things that they they, they you know omit or ignore some of the important factors associated with social skills and emotional regulation and emotional intelligence
1: right yep and we have a podcast coming up we're going to talk about you know one of the things that's happening to kids right now is they're spending so much time on social media that they are ignoring these other things so parents need to be cautious we're not going to spend too much time talking about electronics today but we are going to be discussing that probably two or three weeks from now about the role that electronics plays in this yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely so So, on to this list of five yes the five things five things that um that parents can use to teach these skills right and the first one
0: validating their feelings
1: that's right they must have their feelings you have we've talked about this on previous podcasts the first thing we have to do is validate their feelings yes that we have to acknowledge two things number one we have to acknowledge there's a, but there is a there are a range of feelings right. you know and so we have to acknowledge all of them and we have to teach kids how to label their feelings accurately
0: right yeah i think that you know what was it like a year and a half ago or so we did right. a podcast on the movie inside out right. and we talked oh, that's about right. we yeah. talked about emotions and we talked about the fact that you know we, we label some emotions as good emotions and some emotions as bad emotions mm-hmm. But really all emotions are important and and so it's really critical that we teach our kids how to recognize whatever emotion it is that they're experiencing Mm -hmm. and what that emotion means and and how they manage that emotion because too much sadness can be just as challenging for someone to deal with as you know too much excitement too much happiness because that can get you in just as much trouble as uh, too much sadness can.
1: Exactly, but but we have to. One of the things I liked about that movie is that it had all, it had all the emotions, right. you know, for that age group. You know, right. they're, as you get older, there are more.
0: And then it talked about how they combined and you know how right. something can be happy and sad at the same time.
1: Exactly, and that, that that's the value of that movie. Right. If, you're, if, you're, if you if you if you want if you have young children, uh, it's an animated mm-hmm. um, movie and um, but it identifies these things and then you can use those for future reference you remember the the little blue girl you know um, so you can use those as future reference when you're talking to your children about their emotions so first of all you have to allow your children to experience all these emotions because it's not the emotion that's the problem right it's how you react to the emotion and that's the point that she makes here is that you have to validate their emotion it's okay to be angry it's okay to be sad it's okay but you have, to, you have to label it correctly. Frequently, kids will say, well, I'm angry. They won't use that word, but that's what they're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm angry. Well, you're really not angry. Your feelings were hurt, right. okay? So first of all, you label it correctly. But the second thing you teach is, what do you do about it? Right,
0: so the first thing is you validate their feelings, and the second thing is, is you've got to teach them, you have to coach them in how to, how to manage these emotions. Right,
1: and that brings us to point, point number two, right. to step number two is, parents who are successful at this coach their children mm-hmm. they teach their children how to manage their emotions right. okay, it's a, it's a teaching process Absolutely. you know we talk about that in our book teach don't punish. don't punish your children for having them teach them what right. to do about their emotions
0: and one of the best ways to do that is to talk about your own feelings right. you know right. when you say i'm i'm really getting frustrated right. this is what i'm going to do about it right. and or i'm i'm really feeling down today i'm really feeling mm. kind of sad today this is what I'm going to do about it, or this right. is how I need to manage that, and by, by showing through direct instruction, is what we would call that if it was in a classroom, Right. Uh, through direct instruction, what we're doing is we're helping our kids understand that they can, they too can manage these right. things, yeah. and that there's strategies for it.
1: That's right. Children aren't born with the capacity to calm themselves. Right. You know, We often hear, um, putting an infant to sleep. Yeah. Okay and we all want to hold our infants and they go to sleep and you put them in the crib and then they wake up Mm -hmm. you start teaching kids how to calm themselves when they're infants okay that's one of the reasons why you put them in bed by themselves Mm -hmm. and let them cry a little bit because eventually they're going to learn how to calm themselves that's part of the teaching process it begins during infancy and it goes through Mm -hmm. adulthood okay you have to we have to give kids the opportunity and we have to teach them how to calm themselves And you make a good point. I'm really angry right now, mm-hmm. and I'd like to do something stupid, mm-hmm. okay? But instead, I'm going to do this. Right. Or you teach by example. Right. You know, you, I'm, I'm very angry with you right now, but you don't lash out, either right. verbally or physically. So you're teaching by example, or you're teaching them how to calm themselves. You can also teach children how to feel less sad. Right. You know, I know, you, I know you're hurting, I know you feel sad, here, here let's try this let's yeah. do this let's these are things that you can do so you're teaching your children at every developmental stage you're teaching their chil- your children how to manage their emotions absolutely
0: okay. yeah now the third step is um, one that another one that we've talked about many times before right. and that is that parents who raise emotionally strong children allow them to make mistakes
1: please please allow your children to make mistakes. we just
0: talked about that last week the, you know, when do you rescue and when do you risk, let them risk failure? The, um, sometimes you have to let them fail.
1: Sometimes kids have to fall. They have to scrape their knees. They have to bump their head. They have to get cuts and scrapes and bruises. Mm-hmm. They have to make mistakes. They, right. Sometimes they have to fail. Right. You know, I forgot my soccer cleats. I forgot my yeah. gym shorts. Okay, yeah. that's not a parent's problem to solve. Right. That is a low catastrophe lesson okay nothing catastrophic is going to happen if your child forgets her gym clothes one day or forgets her homework Mm -hmm. or forgets to do an assignment if you're dealing with an elementary middle school even a high school age child don't rescue them Mm -hmm. allow them to experience those mistakes and they will learn how to deal with them Mm -hmm. if they're if they're raised through elementary and middle school and you protect them from making it, eventually they're going to encounter a mistake. They, they're not going to have the yeah. capacity mm-hmm. because they never had the uh, opportunity to learn right. how to manage their mistakes. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the next right. component of, of parenting uh, for raising emotionally strong children is problem solving with our kids. Right. You know, we, we always Again, this kind of relates again to, to saving kids a little bit mm-hmm. um, you know we tend to let me just do that for you or we right. let me just parents will just solve the problem for mm-hmm. the kids right. um, uh, whether it's one of the things that comes to my mind when I think of this um, this approach is science fair oh. you know, how many times do parents come up with the science fair project or mm-hmm. the sci- the idea for the science fair project right. and and the kid just goes along with whatever it is that the parents are talking about
1: and the parents Teach them how to do it, and they walk them through it, and they buy the materials, and you know, whose project? That's you. Really, that's a good example of those kinds of projects, especially the science fair project.
0: Yeah, because and the kids will say, "Well, I don't know how to figure out what I want to do." Well, there's our problem.
1: Right. Let's
0: figure out how do we solve that problem. Right. We can solve that problem by looking at websites for Mm -hmm. science fair project ideas, or we can solve that problem by doing this or that. That's right. So there's lots of ways to teach them how to manage that Mm -hmm. because. As you said, you know, by the time they get in high school or college, they're going to be presented with those those issues, those kinds right. of challenges, and they have to have the skills to to manage it.
1: right. Um, so so we say on the one hand, let them make mistakes. Right. but but we're not asking you to throw them in the deep end of right. the pool. We're saying, teach them, work together right. to solve their problems. Um Ross Green has a a whole book devoted to this collaborative problem solving where you actually work with your children to teach them how to solve problems not solve the problems for them so first of all they have to encounter challenges that's Mm -hmm. number three let them make mistakes but then you help them and yeah. you problem solve together. Right. One of the things I like to do with kids who are misbehaving is say, What do we do about this? Let them decide. Absolutely. Then it's theirs. You you right. hand it back to them and say, Well, you decided that if you if you broke this rule, if you if you made this mistake, that this would be your consequence. Right. That that's theirs. Then right. then they own that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're not imposing it on them. They're accepting responsibility and they learn how to how to accept their own responsibility. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the fifth step. I love the fifth one.
0: Yeah. You got to let them be uncomfortable. Oh, let them feel a little uncomfortable sometimes.
1: Let them be bored. Yeah. You know, they need to feel bored. They need to feel angry. They need to feel disappointment. They need to feel those things. Mm-hmm. Don't alleviate, right. don't rescue them from those things. These are legitimate feelings um, that they have to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't oh well my child's bored so what do you have to hire the Goodyear blimp and take them to Disney World or something no let them be bored that's their problem to figure out yeah
0: absolutely so so we we have to let them fail sometimes and then when they fail especially when they fail but maybe before they fail Mm -hmm. teach them and and work them through the process of problem-solving and throughout that process they may be a little bit uncomfortable they you know you don't have to one of the things I I tell parents um, especially parents who tend to, how's the best way to, the nicest way to say rescue? it? Um, rescue? Rescue, but rescue kids by answering for them. They'll, they'll ask a question, and the kid mm-hmm. will like pause and not answer, mm-hmm. and the parent starts to feel uncomfortable, so the parent will start right. answering for them. And so now the kid doesn't really have to answer anything. Yep let them be uncomfortable a little bit. Let them face Mm -hmm. the music with with some of these questions that we have to ask them or things that we have to talk to them about. You know, why did you get that on your test? Why did Mm -hmm. you not turn in that assignment? Mm -hmm. Don't answer it for them. Don't jump to some conclusion Mm -hmm. or anything. Allow them to answer it and let them feel that unease right. a little bit.
1: That's right. Because they have to learn how to tolerate right. discomfort. Okay? Right. If, they, if, you, if you're if you always rescuing them, they never have the opportunity to learn how to tolerate it. Right. And then the third thing is to do something about right. it. Okay. So um, it's okay for kids to be bored. Yeah. It's okay for kids to be... It's mostly bored. Parents, they, they become frantic when, when, well, maybe my child's bored in school. Well, that's your child's problem. That's that's not the teacher's problem. It's not your problem. Mm. Your child has to learn how to tolerate boredom because your child and When your child becomes an adult is going to experience boredom So they have to learn how to tolerate that Mm -hmm. and they have to learn what to do about it Absolutely. Okay, so don't worry about those sorts of things. So the five things are number one validate their feelings number two um, teach them how to manage these things how to manage their emotions Three, let them make mistakes. Four, collaborative problem solving. T- work, work on the solution together. And five, let them feel some discomfort. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. Five good tips. Um, and I think you put these in the show notes. This article. Yeah. So parents want to look at those things, and she gives uh, Miss Marin gives a specific examples yeah. of what to do. So um, go ahead and take a look at that. All right. Okay.
0: So, uh, thanks for tuning in today. Um, those of you watching on YouTube, you notice that we're in a different setting today.
1: Nicer setting. So,
0: it is a bit nicer. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, the, uh, the video and audio quality is a little bit better um, today. Uh, we're going to try some different things out and see how it goes. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention is that I think that some of my notifications from YouTube have been off lately. And so, I'm just starting Why to off? get... I don't know. I don't know, sometimes things like that happen, I think. Um, but I've been getting a lot of um, notifications for messages and comments that people have mm-hmm. been leaving on YouTube. So we're getting to those. If you if you made a comment, I don't know how long it's not been giving me the updates. Oh, so, um, I see what you're saying. So, right. uh, but I'm getting them now and so we're going to be going back mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll respond to all of your comments. Um, we really appreciate those of you who have been watching uh, the, the, the show, the podcast, and um, right. we will be responding so that, because uh, there's been a lot of questions, a lot okay. of really good questions. So
1: yep, uh, we'll forward. get to
0: that. We, we haven't, we're not neglecting. We're, we're just, we just didn't know. Right. So, all right. Well, then that is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.